When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hey, gentle listeners, it's Andrew, and welcome to Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod. It is a podcast all about scary stories, urban legends, and spooky things you tell us about, and it is a comedy podcast about those things. So please do not come here looking for Encyclopedia Britannica, like Lore, great podcast. I highly encourage you to listen to it. Um, This is much more like a person who has been at your school for nine years, just because they like to live in the action. They're not ready to move on. Um, and I know this sounds a little bit different and it's not here, but don't panic. She's fine. She'll be back. Um, but we've got a very special guest with us here today. So you don't have to just listen to me talk. She is a comedian. She's a writer. She's an animator. She's a cartoonist. She truly is one of the funniest people I've had the pleasure of meeting over social media over the pandemic. Joining us today is Katie Fischel. Wow. Hello, Andrew. Thank you for having me. That's really nice. Oh, man. It really, I've been so looking forward to having you on, both Anna and I, and it's such a treat to finally have it happen. Oh, my God. I uh, Well, I'm so sorry that uh, Anna could not be here today. I, I guess know. she had something better to do. <laughs> uh, and I say that as she I sent her a, a really uh, heartfelt text saying, yeah. I love you and I wish you were here. But uh, but uh, yeah, no, thank you so much for having me on. I just uh, love the pod. Oh, I'm so glad. And yeah, Anna is in a balloon race around the world. It's kind yes. of a long story. Yeah. Uh, she and Phineas J. Fogg have partnered up. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, I feel like I would watch that movie. I would say, yeah, and I, I, I envision not her in a, in a hot air balloon, but um, in the big uh, sort of mechanical spider from Wild yeah. Wild West. Um, she, she went, she went full top hat and uh, wow, sort of quit all of her jobs and is doing that now. It's so fun. I remember that being an early movie I saw in theaters, and I remember it, it kind of being the first, the first movie I saw as a kid that I was like. I feel like maybe this didn't come together in the way they were hoping it would. Like, yeah. It, yeah, like I just <laughs> that's could a big, tell. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it was like I went from a summer of being like, I love Batman and Robin, and then being like, mm, I kind of feel like this was they had mm-hmm. some big ideas and they just didn't come to fruition. Mm-hmm. That was like when I watched. Um, I mean, Spaceballs when I was in third grade, oh, yeah. the most funny and genius thing I've ever seen in my life. Spaceballs <laughs> when I was like in eighth grade, I was like, hmm. There yeah. are some moments in here <laughs> that aren't as funny I as know. I thought. It um, really, that process of rediscovering, I mean, the the thing is like, I feel like in comedy, it's more often I'm like, oh yeah, something I used to find funny, I just can't recapture that. But when it comes to scary movies that I'm like, I'm sure this isn't as scary now. I am stunned at how often I'm like, oh no, this is now just as scary to me. It like awakens some primal. Yes. Old, yeah. Have it's you had that experience? 
I literally say that and my eyes lit up. I, I just had that experience with Luke, my boyfriend. So I, he really does not like scary movies. Um, or he like tolerates them and appreciates them. Oh yes. But I think he really, the act of watching them is not the enjoyable, like sort of adrenaline that maybe other people, you know what I mean? Like the spook is not fun. (laughs) And, uh, and I think he sort of did the thing where he like watched hereditary. He said it like killed a part of himself. So now he's like, Oh, maybe I'm able to watch this now because it was so (laughs) scary. And now anyway, so we just passed through Halloween season, as of you course. know. Yes. And one of my favorite scary movies ever, and I was not sure, and I was kind of embarrassed to say it out loud because I was like, this is like from 2006. Like, is it lame? Did I like forget? You know, am I like 11 <laughs> watching this? Like, this is so awesome. And then revisiting being like, oh no, this is like such a bummer. Um, and everything looks blue and green for some reason, like a music video. <laughs> you know what I mean? We were just like, is this bad? It was that um, era, yeah. The movie The Descent. Have you seen The Descent? Oh, yeah. The Descent is very scary. Yo, it is fucking terrifying. Yes. And we we watched it. Luke had the biggest, um, when they did the monster reveal. So I don't, you know, I don't think this is ruining anything. No, 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 no. The genius thing about The Descent. So it's a spelunking movie, which first of all. <laughs> I mean, what a genre, you what know? What a genre. A lot of competition. An untapped well of spook. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Big hole? Big Bunch hole. of hot friends go into big hole? Huge. Yeah. Whoa. So we're in the hole. The first, I would say, 45 minutes are just in the cave. Uh, and it is the most claustrophobic. There's no spooks. Oh, it is yeah. just the act of going through the cave with no lights, a lot of sensory deprivation. Oh. It is absolutely terrifying and then guess what there are some fellas down there there are some mole people down there (laughs) they got some little guys yeah and they come out swinging and the reveal of it is so genius and it's like the classic 2006 thing where they have the um the like heat camera like the infrared camera and then turn monsters behind you but it's like the the pop out of it, it just was so successful. Me yes. and I'd seen it 10 times. Yeah. I jumped out of my seat because I it had just been a little while. It is just like masterful. And did you know? Cause I when we watched this, I was so um sort of upset. <laughs> I screamed and threw something and started punching the wall and Luke got really scared and had to leave. And now we're not seeing each other anymore. But I uh <laughs> they have a different ending. Yes. Yes, yes, there's a European ending and an American ending. Yes, right? and I don't want to spoil it to the listener because exactly. if you haven't seen it, please watch this movie. Yeah. It's so awesome. But the the UK version is like, apparently they were like, this is too upsetting for American audiences. So which we can't show this. Is which so is so like, wild. Yeah. Because it's also like, folks, we've been watching this movie. Yeah, we. this is the crazy, yeah, like also- the fact that we've made it through that entire movie and they're worried about like, mm, I don't know about that ending. It might also, be too much of a downer. A hundred percent. It's like also like, you know, again, not going to spoil anything, but there's a right. big tragedy at the beginning. Yes. That sort of s- propels everything. And that uh, alone, you're like, okay, well, that's the most horrendous thing I've ever seen in my life. And right. Like, we're starting there. We're starting there. And that's a, minute five. That's the thing. And emotionally, I feel like the the UK ending is more like – emotionally satisfying to me 
than the American ones that I do remember seeing and being like, what a weird ending to that. It's fully, it's fully random. Yes. It's fully random sauce. It is like, it is, it is weirdoville. It is like, cause they, I watched the, cause I was like, I'm, I'm not crazy. Right. Like this ends cooler than this. And I rewatched it on YouTube and what they just did was they just cut like just they just cut the scene in half. Yeah. So it so it does. It's like uh, it just ends so abruptly in this way where it's like it just genuinely feels unnatural. That's a very good point. It's I, I remember reading about this um, that like in the original Frankenstein in 1931, there's like this incredibly sweet and devastating scene where the monster sees a little girl throwing flowers into into the into a lake. And um, he goes to join her and like he like she's not afraid of him um, and they're like doing this thing together. They run out of flowers and he sees like, oh, beautiful things float in the water. And so he throws her in the water. But censors at the time were like, this is too disturbing. So we're going wow. to cut that whole scene out. But it made that scene so much more disturbing and it took all the humanity out of the monster, which – there apparently was a cut where it was just the monster saw a little girl playing by a <laughs> just lake. just threw her in the water. Like, even worse, cut to the next scene and it's the father carrying the dead wet girl in his arms. And it just oh is like, my oh God. my God. So I do think it's interesting. Like I, I get that being a censor must be a very difficult job. And I know some of them must be like very wonderful people to work with. But I think that when you don't believe in your audience's ability to um, – have complex human emotions. A hundred percent. Sometimes what happens is you end up with like a far more grisly, stilted thing. I agree. And it's just like, and you also are just completely, completely in the, and I think in these two cases, just like cheapening the film. Right. You're just like making it just worse in this very real way where it's like, I understand for like television or right. whatever. That's one thing. You don't want like your child watching whatever at 3 p.m. But it's yeah. just like, for God's sake, you know, I just know. tell me, give it the rating that it deserves, warn people. And then, you know, right. let them get, get scared by the cave people. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. What were the movies as a kid for you that were like formative? They don't even have to be horror movies, but like movies that scared you, but you felt drawn to. Mm, I mean, you know, you're going to love this. Absolutely. The mummy. Absolutely. The mummy. The mummy was like such a big deal for me and my brother, (laughs) Sam. We watched it all the time, nonstop forever and ever. Um, The, the pop out scene at the beginning where Jonathan is in the um, tomb and he jumps out at his sister uh, scares me every single time. I remember like being so freaked out by the jump out scene as a child. Like we would watch it had the fifth time that day, like hiding behind the couch waiting for it to happen. (laughs) and every single time just screaming um i genuinely thought it was like very scary the scarab beetles forget about it no thank you yeah buggies 
the buggies, um, you know, like I really, really loved horror movies as a child. I was very much drawn to it. I remember, um, I mean, cause I also loved animals. So oh, I yeah. loved like, I love the movie Jaws, oh. um, from like when I was like in kindergarten, I, I was obsessed with Jaws and, um, I always just like, you know, liked when there was a big animal in it, you now, know? What is that? That is, cause I, I do know. feel like that is so often the entry point for kids and scary things is like, there's a big animal eating people. Yes. Yes. I think it, you know, I think also, you know, I've thought about this because I was an animal planet freak and I was oh, like a sure. discovery channel head. Right. And so mm. I think that, and I think it's such a normal thing for kids like to be obsessed with like dinosaurs and have like dinosaur facts or like animal facts <laughs> or whatever, because I do think that it's like the, one of the few things that you can, um, use to like, you know, state your own, like, you know, autonomy oh, yeah. at a young age. Right. So it's like, oh, your, your mommy and daddy are God, obviously. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, what is your one power? And it's like, that's a velociraptor. And this yes. is the thing that it does, you know, or whatever it is. So I do think that like having that weird animal connection and being like, well, actually this isn't scary because I understand the patterns of sharks or whatever it is. <laughs> Genuinely, I think was a little bit of it where yeah. I just like was like, this is actually a buddy and I'm not afraid. And that makes me powerful and taller than my mommy and my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is very well put. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There was, I guess, like, I think it was also because at that time, especially like the late 90s, early 2000s, I feel like t like the Superstation, like TBS was big for showing like edited versions of like yeah. um, Jaws. I, uh, weirdly, like Deep Blue Sea was on TV a lot in the early 2000s, I feel like. I just put my hands in the air. In Deep the air. Blue Sea, thank God you reminded me of that. Yeah. Speaking of sharks, oh my God, that was one of my favorite movies of all time when yeah. I was a kid. I'm that, obsessed with Deep Blue Sea. That is a wild ass movie. That a double feature of Deep Blue Sea and Anaconda is my kind uh, of party. Uh, you know? Can we do that? I would love. I would love that. I, We're stating it on the pod right now. Anna, get back yes. here. We're gonna do this, please. Anna, I love take Deep Blue Sea. Your robotic spider back here. Yeah. <laughs> convince Doctor Loveless to turn it around. Come crawling back in the coolest way. Um, no, I truly. I have a. Um, I'm working on a. I'm working on a book, and one of the pages in my book is about. Um, the first, like one of the first like little dates that I planned as a child. And it was, I invited my crush over. I was like dates, the ro romance is theme. Like they are, you have to have theme for romance to happen. I was like eight and I was like, so you're going to come over and we're going to watch Deep Blue Sea, my favorite, most awesome movie in the whole wide world. And if you don't like it, then you don't like me. That's it. And yeah. also because of the theme, which is under the sea or whatever, <gasps> I, uh, we got like a shrimp cocktail platter from Costco. Oh. And so I had shrimp cocktail and deep blue sea. And I was like, welcome to the, the Katie experience. Katie, yeah, so. That's a yeah. great first date. I think. Yeah, wow. I think so. You know, wow. Shrimp cocktail and deep blue sea. <laughs> can you imagine? I can. And I like it that <laughs> I, 
I was also very much a theme kid. I was, I was like hosting, um, like host or murder parties way too early. Like, no, that's uh, so cute. Like our brains were not yet at the place where I feel like we could do like crime solving in the way that like these basic adult parties were supposed to function. But I just wanted everyone to dress up like it was like murder on the Orient Express, you know, (laughs) like that's really what it was. And there is something that's so adult about that level of organization where you're like, yeah, I put this together. Planning a menu, you know, like that was big. That was big for me. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Cookies and also milk. (laughs) (laughs) Now, so as an Animal Planet kid, were you also like, wasn't there that series about like cryptids called like Monster Hunt? Did you ever watch that show? Oh, you know, I would say that the, the, the shows that I remember the most no, I don't remember that show. Okay. Um, I don't say anything for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> no. That's where things that's took a turn. That's not what I yeah. watched. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, uh, I watched a show called The Most Extreme. Uh, oh, yeah. You know? I do know this one, yes. Oh, yeah. And uh, Most Extreme Predators, the, the most yeah. big, dangerous guys in the world. And, uh, yeah, I loved that. I loved, like, um, I was very much drawn to, like, like, you know, quote unquote boy stuff, you oh, know? Sure, sure. And so like the big scary things that I think it was also intertwined with the horror fascination. Oh yeah. Where it's like, I'm actually tough so I can do this. And I love predators. <laughs> <laughs> Cause in fact, I see myself as one. So was, okay. Am I, am I combining two shows? Was there, I feel like there was a show on Animal Planet, I forget when, I think maybe early 2000s, where it was about like in a fight between a jaguar and like a shark. Yes. Who, who what would win. What was that? And then they would like make a big machine of oh, the yeah. animal, but yes. they wouldn't fight them. They would just be like, here's the bite power of a wolf yes. versus, you know. Yeah, I know nuts. exactly. What was that show? It, what, I, I, it was not called Beast Wars because that's another show, but it feels like it should have been called Beast Wars. <laughs> I think it must have been like, oh God, something colon tiger versus lion yes. or whatever the fuck. Yes. You know what I mean? It was, but it was in the same vein as, as the most extreme where it's just like, exactly. you know, like shock, jock, animal, <laughs> you know, whatever. And, and uh, believe, yeah. Yeah, for wretched little boys to watch that, that <laughs> spiked hair and flame shirts. And it's exactly what it was. Little young Guy Fieri's pitter-pattering around. Wow. Yes, Animal Planet was for wretched boys yes. of the early aughts. Wow. All of the awful sons of 2004 <laughs> gathered for one big predator show. Did you ever delve into the like kind of um, biography channel, true TV, like celebrity ghost stories or like any of those shows or yeah, like most I, uh, haunted hotels? Yeah, I think I was into that. I, 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 what did I watch? I, I loved like the, I survived sort of culture, oh, yeah. you know? Um, any sort of like alien encounter? Were you big yeah. into that? Were you big into like haunted house shows? I I really was. I really was absorbing everything. I feel yeah. like at that point in time, I I survived. One that stuck out to me is there was a time when a guy was like shipwrecked and he lost feelings in his arms and legs, <gasps> and lobsters ate his hands. Wow! Or, or his or maybe they ate his feet. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. He like, but it, it didn't hurt. He could like feel a little nibbling. And then he saw like, it was like crabs or lobsters or something. I remember seeing it on an airplane. It was like early. I mean, that's the beginning of a, of a superhero. Oh story. yeah. Yeah. That's insane. And then he's lobster man. Right. That's and crazy. Yeah. Th- those really, those I gravitated towards any of the stuff that was like for ants to watch late at night or oh, like yeah. early on a Sunday. 
to that... then sort of scream at you over lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Don't go in the ocean because I heard that there was a young man who was not, he was quite, he was almost your age, who is, doesn't have feet anymore, spoon, yeah. spitting tuna sandwich at you. Yeah, that's um, why you have to yeah. wear your beach shoes in the water. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I don't want you complaining to me when you don't want to wear your beach shoes and you don't have any feet because lobsters ate them off. You yeah. you look down. You say, "Surprise! Where are my toes?" Well, guess what? They're in a lobster's tummy. So don't come crying to me. Gentle listeners, Katie sent me a video mere minutes before we started recording that oh, I'm still um, vibrating with fear over, and yes. but also like titillation. Mm-hmm. Um, and and how it was framed was oh, oh, like a week ago, Katie, you had sent a thing saying like, I've seen a video and I now am convinced in the existence of ghosts. Yes. Could you tell us <laughs> a little bit about how you came to see this video and what the content of the video is? Okay. So I will say it's, it, you know, and I feel so embarrassed because I was like, I was debating whether or not I would bring this to the pod. I felt like I absolutely had to. Yes. Um but I was, I am so deeply embarrassed and I want that to be known because of, it's so classic. I, I don't believe in ghosts. I have a true good reason why I do not believe in ghosts, which I also will share later, but, um, really hardcore. Like, I just don't think spook, I mean, you know, spirits, whatever, afterlife, who knows, you know, fucking creatures running around. I don't, I don't believe it. You know, uh, things that go bump in the night. No, thank you. Now, I was at House of Pies, dear listeners, uh, a gorgeous institution here in Los Angeles. Um, I was eating my myself a slice of pie with a with a big table of of good people, and uh, one of them is this lovely woman named Michelle, and uh, she's a new friend and uh, very very nice. Uh, she knows my boyfriend Luke and whatever, and so uh, like friend of friend, right? And so. We like got to talk because it was like the week of Halloween. We got to talking about like spooky stuff Mm -hmm. and uh, she got kind of like really serious and was just like, "Um, I something really fucked up happened to um, like some friends of mine and it's like really like insane to talk about because like nobody believes me, Um, but I have a video and and so the, the context is uh, there's a a group of friends, her group of friends moved into this apartment together in New York. And, uh, it was like a couple weeks in, I think. And then they were just like fucking around. It's clearly like a video that, you know, they're just like having like a little gathering and everyone in the house was accounted for in that room, in the same room that it was being filmed in. Right. So everyone was in the same room. They took this video and, uh, the next day when they watched it back, when they all saw what was in this video, they all immediately, uh, broke their lease, uh, and moved. And it was an absolute unanimous, like we got to get the fuck out. And so that's the, that's the buildup to this. And, um, so the, the video is like really simple. It's like 20 seconds long. It's just some, person like playing um you know the like ring drop game that you have in bars right so you swing the ring and it you try to get it to hook on the wall and so the friend is filming her and uh sort of moving the camera back and forth to see if she can get the the ring on the hook and uh and then when she moves the camera to see if she 
indeed hooked the ring or whatever, there is a doorway. And in the doorway, there is a figure uh, that is not apparent at first. But then uh, as the camera is moving back towards her, you see the figure absolutely turn and move away and uh, move sort of down the hall. And it, the figure watching it back, you watch it in slow motion. It just looks like a woman or a person with long hair in a nightgown. Yes. And also when you zoom into it and really watch it, uh, there is no feet and there is no face. Katie, I did not zoom in and I did not realize there are no feet. I repeat, no feet, (laughs) no face. Unclear whether the no feet are related to lobsters nibbling the toes away, (laughs) but it, I can't, Katie, when you sent me the video, I fully was in, and I would have been totally satisfied with a glowing orb or- Certainly. It is the most like bald depiction of like, oh, that's a specter. Like That's that is a, a full on that is a yes. full on um, anthropomorphic specter. A thousand and ten percent, and it is just like one of those things where it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, like even like the like fucked up sort of like I had a situation happen on YouTube, guys that yes. are, you know exist. Yes. Uh, their shit exactly as you said. It's always like infrared weird light right. source, you know, whatever it is. Um, and this is just so not that where it's like. Okay, whether or not, here's the thing, whether or not this is a something from the afterlife or beyond. Right. Something happened where this group of people saw this, got so freaked out that they genuinely, br- and, I, and here's the thing, I will tell you again, I was very embarrassed to bring this on the pod and keep talking about it because I am a little sister to a br- big brother named Sam. <laughs> and when I showed him this video, I was so freaked out. I was like, my big brother, Sam, please look at this video. It will change your life. It will change the way that you view uh, what is going on on this uh, wretched little realm we call Earth. And he watches it. He goes, you fucking it. I mean, he doesn't actually say that, but he goes, I have seen this video on Reddit. <gasps> Are <gasps> you serious? <laughs> So here's one twist. Wow. He says, this is a viral video on Reddit. (gasps) You fool. Oh. You younger sibling fool. And I, I became a shell of myself. I got sweaty. I said, wait, no, it's actually real though. No, wait, no. But the people that showed it to me, no, they were telling the truth. And and we were eating pie together and they absolutely, and I started panicking. So Sam, my brother, sent me this link. And it is indeed the same video. And uh, and then a billion, you know, dudes uh, were like commenting, like, stop fucking posting this. This has been posted like 10 oh times. And God. everyone has some variation of like, this is my friends, friends, cousins, sisters, you know, whatever wow. it is. And so then I was like, well, okay, well, I guess I go, I'll go fuck myself forever. <laughs> and leading up to this podcast... I double backed with these people and I said, are, you know, I'm going to go on this podcast. <laughs> Can I talk about this video? Will I be indeed called a fool? Will I show my cards as just a bright eyed, bushy tailed arms wide with arms wide open <laughs> uh, type of gal? And they said, I, sw- they were I promise I know these people and I promise that they moved out. I promise that those things are true. 
Oh my God. That is a, that's a double twist. I know. And here's the thing. It makes sense that it wound up on the internet because guess what? Every single person I've showed this to has been like, you need to send this to me right now because I need to send this to 10 people. Right. Of course. Of course. Yeah. That. Wow. That's a very good point. I can't speak to the reality of what was going on, but it is scary enough when you know that like, oh, people were so shocked by this or so disturbed by this that they all like had to disengage or like break their lease or whatever. That's scary enough to me. Absolutely. And it's like, again, like, even if it was just some fucking nightgown person, (laughs) that is even more frightening to me. It's like, even if this was not a specter, but indeed just some fucking gal that was in their doorway, whatever, man. It's like they, they broke the lease. They were so petrified. As you said, it's like that, regardless of what's going on, that is powerful. That is spooky stuff. And, uh, that is like, you know, your worst nightmare. That's such a, that is such a good point. Wow. And what a good story of that, because truly you can end up at both different, like the one is like, these are people who are clearly fucking with you. This is a famous viral video, but this twist of someone being like, no, I promise you. It also is like a continuation of like what makes urban legends. So impactful, like, except now, instead of just like a story, we have like a video that gets passed around. Yes. Wow. It's so, yeah. I had so um, over Halloween weekend, uh, my husband Chris and I were, were at a, a friend's bachelorette weekend, um, and she had rented or like we all rented together this like country house um, on like the, the you know the tip of Long Island, uh, and it was two hundred and ten years old. It used to be like the town post office like a long long time ago. But here's the thing: I walked in, not a negative vibe to be found. Like wow. walked yeah. in very warm calming vibe, never scared to go to sleep. Like all, like all rickety little narrow staircases and like fireplaces and stuff. It was very cool. But on the night of the 30th, um, there was this like long, long dining room table enough to seat like 16 people, which was Mm. the amount of people there. And, um, I was sitting at the head of uh, one of the heads of the table Uh and I felt Chris walk behind me. Like I felt the impact on the wood floorboards. I felt like him brush behind me. Um, I I didn't think anything of it, but as that happened, I looked across and Chris (gasps) was already seated at the table. Virtually everyone was already seated at the table. There was no one else in the house who could have walked behind me. And the thing is like, I, what I didn't do in that moment, even though it was Halloween, I wasn't like, everybody, wait. Because right. I was like, yeah. I know there has to be a reasonable explanation. Like, I know it's like some weird, mm-hmm. like someone shifted and it made a sound mm-hmm. like footsteps and the way the noise bounced off. But to me, I I like realize why these like personal ghost stories have such like lasting power. It's like in that moment, all that mattered was how I received that stimulus you know thousand percent and how interesting is it that you your mind went directly like whatever presence may or may not have been there was so familiar we're like this is my husband right that was the thing it was like i was so i think it's because there is a difference between when someone brushes by you who you're in a relationship with versus like a friend a thousand percent it's just a very different thing and this was it wasn't a flirty brush by but it was a very familiar 
Yeah. Like, it it was someone who was not trying to um, make themselves not known to me, you know? Totally, 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 yeah, totally. Very, wow, very that is so – and it's – I think of all the encounters, it's like what a kind of nice one, I, I suppose. Know. I Like pulling up it. another seat to the table. Maybe it was – yeah, it's like an Elijah situation. Are you Jewish? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not, but I was born in Boca Raton and virtually all of my friends were Jewish growing up. Yes, gorgeous. Uh, So yeah, I'm very familiar. Um, Yeah, I also think like when it (laughs) – I have to point out just how how incredibly funny you are but also how good an atmosphere you are. I I have to bring up this video, which I've told a thousand people about. Chris and I have watched it a thousand times. Um, Katie has an animation of – uh, an experience, an experience she had uh, googling like fun Simpsons pics. I won't spoil it, but it is like the best usage of a the Shining soundtrack I've ever heard. Wow! And also the way it's cut, every like it is a work of art. And in, in addition to being very funny, it is also very scary. And that tense. makes me feel so good. Thank you so much. It real and and. Was The Shining at all like a movie that you watched young or was that something that you came to later in life? Well, you know, The Shining, I had a weird experience or a weird experience with. I watched (laughs) the movie. (laughs) So get this. This is actually pretty weird. Um, I know I I was told I remember watching, you know, I love Jaws when I was, you know, little wanted to watch all the scary movies. I remember my dad specifically being like, you are absolutely not allowed to see The Shining. The Shining is too messed up and it's like a mommy daddy movie and you cannot see it. And I remember obviously that made me want to watch it so badly. And then by the time I did, I was like 12, you know, and watched it. And like now, obviously it is truly, you know, it's like a work of art. I love it so much. But at the time, I think I was so let down because it's not as like fucked up as like I thought that it, you know, would be. Um, because to me at the time, I was like the scariest movie I'd ever seen in my life was The Ring, oh, right? Sure. Which is like such a different vibe and such a different, you know, thing altogether. Um, so when I was little, I kind of like rejected The Shining. And I was like, this is not that scary. So it's not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously like in high school and college, I was like, oh yeah, this is like, this like rules. Um, yeah. And uh, and like just, yeah, had such an appreciation for the soundtrack and um, you know, just like, I love, you know, the, the cute, the Kubrick wide shots and the zooming. And that's what I tried to bring to that experience. But absolutely. Uh, I think like a lot of people, um, had the, had the misfortune of like Googling, like cool Simpsons desktop <laughs> pictures and absolutely saw, um, Barton Lusa just like, you know, it was, I think it was like, it was one of the, I think it was the first pornographic image I ever saw. Oh um, what was going on back then? It, the, yeah. the, the internet was like, the internet's always been depraved. And yet at that point it was so on the surface of what was available to children. Right. All of the, all of the like, um, Lord of the Rings characters, heads superimposed on porn stars in <laughs> like, actually that like I somehow, and I'll be honest with you, I was not looking for, and they were popping up willy nilly, like nobody's business. It is crazy. It's also like, as you know, cause it's not going away. You know (laughs) what I mean? It's like, it's just like the technology is better. Uh, and so they are able to make, you know, some horrible person spent so much time making like, Oh, like this is like a really realistic depiction of like father, incredible railing, mother, incredible. (laughs) And like, we have like mastered the like width of his shaft and like, you know, the, the impact of the force of the pump 
with how his like testicles would move in that situation. <laughs> and we've added like little like backtrack of like flesh. And it's just like, and, and it is something where you're like, right. Yeah. I like this, uh, has like ruined my afternoon and, 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 and I can't like watch that movie now. You know? <laughs> hey, gentle listeners. So that's it for today's episode, but please do tune in on Friday because Katie will be rejoining us once again to read faster and faster and discuss outdated horror tropes, childhood funerals, and the seminal masterpiece of the early aughts, Eight-Legged Freaks. You're not going to want to miss it. In the meantime, please be well and get out. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.